trying, like I said, to uh, bring the right kind of people in here, we think, that can build a championship football team. You guys are the most loyal fans in the world, and I know it hurts that we might not be the Oakland Raiders forever, but we are still Raider Nation. I think it's going to be a, uh, they'll get an army coming into uh, Las Vegas. Vegas Nation, presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. Hey everyone, it's Heidi Fang here along with our Raiders beat writer Michael Gelkin and it is time for another edition of Vegas Nation. Our podcast can be found on our app as well. You can download the Vegas Nation app from the App Store to follow all things silver and black. And we are brought to you by STN Sports Mobile Stations Casino. We've got a lot to talk about today from, well, obviously everybody knows by now, the big news, Raiders to be featured on HBO's Hard Knocks throughout training camp. And we had their mini camp wrap up that was out in Alameda. So we will get to Michael on all of that very shortly here. But you can find us online at reviewjournal.com slash podcast and subscribe to Vegas Nation on any platform you find your podcast on. Drop us a comment. Let us know what you think about the show. We always love hearing from you. So uh, give us some feedback out there. You can uh, make sure to follow all things with Michael as well on reviewjournal.com for the Raiders page here, our Vegas Nation NFL. So Michael, how are you doing? I'm doing well. You're uh, you're disturbing my slumber before training camp, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? You just get that, those precious few minutes right before everything uh, gets started. It'll be uh, let's see, maybe about thirty more days or so until yeah. then. But yeah, um, about a, it's a good month and a half, about five to six weeks till things pick up in Napa. That's when the the Raiders players will next reconvene, and so uh, everything kind of comes to a halt. Ideally, you know, ideally. You want it to be quiet during this period. You don't want to learn of any sort of off-the-field activities that create disturbances. You know, some guys will train and then they'll get injured. Uh, you know, the NFL sometimes announces suspensions. And, you know, obviously uh, off-the-field stuff can arise as well. So uh, Raiders are hoping for a nice, quiet month ahead until they go back into the fold for uh, Hard Knocks training camp. I'm sure they are, because once Hard Knocks gets going, it's going to be one of those things where they're going to try to find all of the drama, all of the confrontations, anybody that's having a squabble with somebody and those vying for a spot on the 53-man roster obviously gets cut down from the 90-man roster as the the season progresses to the start of the regular season. So, um, you know, when you look at the standpoint of hard knocks and what they look to produce. What do you think will be the biggest storyline that HBO will follow? Well, I know what they do a really good job of is uh, in terms of HBO and NFL films is having a plan in terms of, okay, here are some obvious storylines, you know, like for this year for the Raiders, obviously Antonio Brown figures to captivate the audience and have a, a lot of attention on airtime, uh, you have Richie Incognito, you have Vontez Perfect, John Gruden meetings. I think those are going to be uh, really interesting. Uh, but the Raiders or the NFL Films and HBO do again an incredible job of just having those plans, but then uh, being open to surprises. I mean, whatever captures whatever they capture that they find interesting, and it could be an undrafted rookie, it could be you know someone who can rap music, or someone who just has a great <laughs> attitude about him who suddenly becomes a coach's favorite, uh, thereby a, a viewer favorite, um, you know, whatever develops, they are there to capture it. I mean, more than 1,750 hours of footage is uh, captured 
by crews, a 30-person crew uh, in Napa. And then uh, while not all of it makes it to cut, you know, because the Raiders do have some say, and the Raiders in the NFL do have some say in terms of what goes and what doesn't on air, uh, it's going to be a lot of behind-the-scenes footage that um, is just going to be really interesting. And so as a reporter, it's it's different when you are you – know, you, we only have so much access to practice, and obviously we're not in the meeting rooms, and uh, we, we see a sub- small segment of what actually happens with the club. Um, we are going to be able to have a far more expansive view into things. And uh, while uh, the part of me as a reporter thinks, well, you know, ideally, you know, I want the coverage, you know, the insight about what's happened with this football team to come from my own coverage. Uh, I think it's, it's a great opportunity for fans and for people from our, who aren't Raiders fans just who enjoy the Hard Knock series to get to know the Raiders better. And I think it'll make our coverage better over the course of the season, when all those cameras leave, we'll have a better sense of who the, the people are, the coaches are, the players that we're covering. Have you seen Max Crosby spit rhymes on Twitter? I, I've seen I, a few clips of this, and he's pretty amazing. I have seen I have seen the bars be dropped. Yes, I have. <laughs> he was part of a high school rap group, and so I'm oh. again. I'm on the other storylines that no doubt Hard Knocks has to follow. Yeah, I mean, there's NFL high three rookie first round picks. Uh, you have Max Crosby there in the fourth round. You know, Quentin Bell in the seventh round is you know just a really appealing guy who the Raiders are going to have a hard time cutting. You know, what does tight end look like? What does running back look like? You know, Chris Warren. I'm sure he's going to probably command some attention, not just for his bloodlines, but the fact that he's just a physical runner who has no interest or idea on how to slow down at practice. Uh, there might be a fight or two in training camp because he just is so physical. Uh, and doesn't really let you know let 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 you know tone it down during even low speed type drills. Um, so I, I, there's a lot a lot here as it relates to the Raiders. And I haven't even mentioned the fact that Ronald Ollie, former star of the Netflix show Last Chance You, yeah. is a rookie defensive tackle on this team, and so cameras will be following him again. And so uh, on and on these storylines go. Uh, while the Rams are expected to be in Napa for joint practices a couple days and the Raiders travel to Canada for a preseason game in mid August against the Packers. I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty incredible. I think for people just to see all that's happening with this team in training camp. And in fact, we're going to be covering everything related to the Raiders being on hard knocks here on the Vegas nation podcast. We're going to be doing special podcasts after each episode of hard knocks as the season goes on. So you can make sure to check in on those as well on reviewjournal.com slash podcast. But uh, I think there was also news that there's a break dancing coach, Michael, that we might see there as well. I mean, these are the kind of things that interest me. Oh, it's a janitor. The janitor break dances, yes. So <laughs> nice. It's it's throughout this building. There is just it's just just a lot of a lot of intrigue. A lot. Uh, it's, it's almost it's almost like the Raiders were made for TV. Um, yeah. And so if they were if they were as as they're as if they're as good in 2019 as they are interesting, they're going to win the Super Bowl. They're, they'll be a dynasty in terms of just how interesting they are. Of course. Uh, Raiders have a long way to go before you can project them to be actual Super Bowl contenders. This defense is young. It's a lot to prove. Uh, but you, you can't dismiss the fact that the, all the storylines and personalities that are here. Absolutely. And especially with Gruden topping the list of personalities there with the Raiders. Uh 
a lot of people here in Las Vegas this week have kind of murmured that, you know, why didn't they wait until next year when the team was moving? Uh, I don't know. For me, I think in some respects, it's kind of better that they're doing it this year for two reasons. Uh, Possibly next year, let's just, you know, say the Raiders make the playoffs, then they would become ineligible for hard knocks because that is part of the eligibility requirements for how they determine which teams will be on the show is they can, can't can have a new coach. They can't have been in the playoffs in the last two years, and then they can't have uh, been on the show in the past 10 years. So I think the Raiders right now, they, they fit that criteria, but they're in no way if they make the playoffs eligible next year. So that would be one reason that would scratch them out of being on hard knocks. But I think in some ways it's a good way to introduce Las Vegas to this team, albeit some of these players may not be on the team when they come to Vegas. But I think it's a good way for them to get to know who is coming to town. Would you agree? I think that's valid. I think it helps build anticipation. You know, you see on television – uh, all that's happening with the Raiders during training camp, and you have a greater sense as to what this team is that is coming. Uh, you have a better sense of their journey. You're probably more inclined to follow them at, at, in depth because you have a stronger attachment to some of the personalities. So, yeah, I would buy that. I, I was a believer that, you know, I believe I, I anticipated that the Raiders would be in Hard Knocks one of these two years, but I, I thought it was going to be next year. I thought it was going to be aligned with the franchise's move to Las Vegas, just like we saw with the Rams when they were transitioning from St. Louis to L.A. Uh, that, you know, that was 2016. Uh, Hard Knocks followed the Rams around during their training camp in Southern California. So uh, that was my expectation. Uh, but and I think that was the hope of many in the Raiders organization, including owner Mark Davis. But uh, he was actually in Las Vegas, Mark Davis was, uh, a few days ago when um, I suppose it was last weekend when um, he was notified that the Raiders had been chosen to be on hard knocks. Roger Goodell was in town in, in Vegas and they were at the stadium construction uh, site and just looking over the progress. And it, it was mentioned to Davis during that period of time that, that this is the year uh, Raiders will be the focal point of hard knocks. Well, Let's get into a little bit about the team and what you saw during minicamp. Uh, I know that we've talked about a couple of players who've stood out for this team, but as you assess things through what you've seen already in the off-season workout program, what do you think right now as we get ready to head into training camp may be the biggest position that will have a ton of competition? There are a number of spots in this roster that qualify. Um, Cornerback is is a real competitive area. Uh, you look at what the Raiders have done this offseason. You know, they tendered Daryl Worley. They added at nickel corner LaMarcus Joyner. They signed Nevin Lawson. They drafted two cornerbacks, beginning with Trayvon Mullen in the second round out of Clemson, and then later Isaiah Johnson in day three. Uh, you know, they still have Nick Nelson, uh, who was a fourth-round pick in 2018, it's conceivable he doesn't make this club. Um, so uh, I think just how that um, works itself out, Keyshawn Nixon, a, uh, an undrafted rookie who's competing, uh, it's just going to be interesting to see how uh, all that uh, works itself out. And so, uh, you know, with Garon Conley looking to make a, a leap in, in his second true full season in the NFL, technically his third year in the league, 
so I, I, that cornerback spot is really interesting. I, you know, just a whole secondary too. Um, and then, you know, I would say running back, you know, what, what does that look like? The back end of that depth chart, tight end, what does that look like? A lot of new pieces there. Certainly the back end of the depth chart, some competition. Um, kind of go on and on, even number two quarterback. Uh, we don't even know who this team's long snapper is, although it sounds like Andrew DePaula uh, probably would be that guy. Uh, we don't know who the team's punter is, although it sounds like Johnny Townsend probably would be that guy. A.J. Cole, a rookie from Wisconsin, figures to provide some competition there over the course of training camp. And so... Uh, we'll we will see um, exactly who wins these competitions at all these various positions, but I, I think that is no doubt one of the sources of intrigue uh, from a pure football standpoint in Napa is just you know who would differentiate himself in practice and probably more importantly in games. Well, uh, will the Rams and the Raiders have uh, mixed practices as the Raiders did with the Lions during training camp? That was something that I know you asked John Gruden about at the start of mini camp. But have you heard any new news about that? And can we expect to see that during training camp? I was told at the NFL Combine in early March and reported it then that this is something that John Gruden and Sean McVay both want to get done, and there's a belief that it will get done. It's not quite official yet, but it sounded like way back then that this is pretty much a done deal, and every indication remains that that is the case. And so I would anticipate that the Raiders and the Rams, a couple days before their respective preseason opener in Oakland, will be in Napa training against each other for a couple days of joint practices, and it will just be something that raises the bar of competition. Uh, you have these joint practices as a way to kind of break up training camp. You're used to going against the same guys every single day. Um, you, know, you kind of take it easy on each other, so to speak. You know, It doesn't get too heated too often. But when you have a new set of players come into your onto your field, it's just natural where it just feels different. There's a different buzz in the air. The fans are more into it. The coaches and everything is just the intensity picks up. I would say it's even better than the preseason game itself that follows a couple of days later, uh, just because of the controlled setting. And it's kind of like lightning in a bottle. You know, will there be a fight that breaks out? And McVeigh mm-hmm. and Gruden, they, they want this to be productive. They don't want skirmishes. They want to avoid all of that. But the tension in the air is such that it's it's really interesting and and and, and uh, again uh, just more competitive than a typical training camp practice. Yeah, and that's something that we've talked about as well when it comes to determining positions on this team. Like I asked you, oh, who's going to be the most competitive? What position, you know, does it look like right now is the most competition? But when you start putting on pads and then you know hitting each other, it becomes a completely a different ball game, so to speak, uh, when you look at players and evaluating them and I guess how they're performing when it's not these seven on seven periods. So, um, you know, if you could say that there's any players right now that are on some sort of bubble, I mean, obviously it's a huge roster. There's 90 guys right now. Um, you know, where do you think right now we'll see the most people kind of chopped off as things start progressing? It's hard to say. Um, I think there'll be, you know, in terms of guys who, if they get waived, their figures would be interested around the league um, in terms of claiming that player. Mm-hmm. You know, I think cornerback Nick Nelson, again, would be one. I think if the Raiders have to make a tough cut at what running back, 
tight end and or wide receiver. You know, I, I think you know Keelan Doss, that guy at UC Davis, someone I probably should have mentioned earlier. He was their top and drafted rookie signing. He's got a real chance to make this club, and if he doesn't, I would expect that he gets claimed off waivers. That he won't be someone that the Raiders will be able to add to their practice squad after you know before the season begins because another team will put in that claim and pick him up onto their 53-man roster. I think at running back, the same thing could happen with Chris Warren if he doesn't make the team, or if he does, maybe DeAndre Washington uh, would be of interest elsewhere. A tight end, if Paul Butler doesn't make this roster, I could see a team making a claim for him, perhaps the Detroit Lions, who wanted it to sign him to their 53-man roster late in the season. Instead, the Raiders promoted him from the practice squad to block that move. Uh, so uh, there are some of these young guys who... Raiders fans really haven't seen in games such as Chris Warren. He led the NFL in preseason rushing last year, but he was stashed on injured reserve for the entirety of regular season last year with a knee injury. Uh, but, you know, fans haven't really seen him in the regular season always. Or obviously, if you haven't seen Paul Butler, you know, that Nick Nelson was kind of a bit player in a nickel role after Leon Hall went down last season. So um, there are some guys uh, who certainly figured to be on an NFL roster if they show well this preseason, if not the Raiders, then for someone else. I got to tell you, when I'm out there watching you work, Michael, I'm always impressed by, I don't want to call you a student of the game by any means, but I think like the, it's just the way that you analyze, the way that you study the players, it's like your, your mind is clicking on a different level. And I always respect that about you. So I have to ask you this out of the nine rookies that you have seen out there on the field. Which one right now has stood out the most to you and why? That is a tough question. Um, the nine drafted with, rookies, I should say. <laughs> uh, un, uh, yeah. The drafted ones or undrafted? Uh, the ones that they did draft. Or we could just throw all of them into the conversation because you just it'll be, mentioned. Yeah it'll, yeah, it'll be a draft. I would say well, I think it's always tough and always will cushion it with pads aren't on. Where a guy can sometimes look incredible when there are no pads on, but then the transition to the NFL really hits when the hitting starts and, and it gets more physical in training camp. And so everything should be cushioned as it relates to evaluation until we actually see these guys wearing the equipment that the game is actually played in. That said, I really like what I've seen from all three of the rookie first-round picks, I think Cleveland Furl, um, I'm going to whittle it down here, but Cleveland <laughs> Furl looks like a two-way player who's going to help free up Arden Key to be a situational third-down pass rusher, which is what the Raiders wanted all along last year before they traded Khalil Mack, and, and Bruce Irvin didn't, wasn't the player that they hoped he'd be, and ultimately Arden Key played more than, a little bit more than 40 defensive snaps per game. That was a worst-case scenario for the Raiders. It's not what they wanted. This year, they're going to be able to get back to more in line with what his role could be. So you might have Josh Morrow starting at one end spot and Furl on the other. And so I think uh, his presence and his leadership, I mean, he's going to be a future captain on this football team. He just has that air about him it's, if he can be productive as a, uh, on the field. And so I think that looks good. It, everything the Raiders hoped Cleveland Furl would be, he's been. Um, to move on to the second first-round pick, Josh Jacobs looks fantastic. Again, no pads. He hasn't been tackled. He hasn't been uh, qualified to be tackled uh, here in, in, in Alameda. But you see how he is when the ball is not even in his hands. Just as a route runner, uh, you know, just he, he's very advanced in his game already. 
and seems like somebody who won't be needed to be a three down back this year because of the presence of others such as Jalen Richard. But he looks like someone who very soon could handle such a role at the NFL level. And so I, I thought he's looked fantastic. And then I'm going to complete this by focusing on the answer. And the answer to the question for me in terms of who's the most impressive, I probably will say Jonathan Abram, the safety whom the Raiders selected at number 27 overall. He has an air about him in terms of just confidence, professionalism, maturity. It doesn't surprise you that this guy is married and a father. He just has this presence about him where it doesn't seem like the NFL game is too big for him. Granted, it's early I can't I can't emphasize that enough, but he, he just he, he seems like the real deal. And when you pair him with Carl Joseph, who looks much stronger and more comfortable this year in year two of Paul Gunther's scheme, that is a far more athletic group than the Raiders had week one when it was Reggie Nelson, who's out of the NFL and Marcus Gilchrist, who's currently out of the NFL. Uh, those are t- it's, it's incredible when you look back at the week one roster yeah. uh, in terms of who started for the Raiders last year. Uh, five of the 11 starters for Paul Gunther's defense are out of the NFL today after minicamp this spring. You don't have Reggie Nelson. You don't have Marcus Gilchrist. Derek Johnson's retired. I mean, Nelson's probably going to be retired this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Frosty Rucker, who's out, out of the league, as well as Leon Hall, their nickel cornerback. And so uh, just all this youth that the Raiders have added uh, throughout their roster, but with, specifically with Abram adding more speed at the secondary, I think that's going to be critical for this defense as it starts moving in the right direction. Yeah, and I'm very curious to see how things start unfolding again once we get to training camp at the end of July in Napa. Both Michael and I should be out there, um, and we'll bring you all of the coverage for Vegas Nation and video imprint online, everything you need. You can always find us again. You have the app available in the App Store, the Vegas Nation app. Make sure to give that a download. Subscribe to the podcast on any platform you find your podcast, and you can always find that as well on ReviewJournal.com slash podcast. Michael, it's been uh, really good talking to you today, and I can't wait for uh, you to wake from your slumber for training camp in Napa. (laughs) You can give Michael a follow at GelkinNFL. I am at Heidi Fang on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening.